Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel TV episodes as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert. Welcome to the second episode of Watcher's World. What if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Alea Woodley. I have a podcast on YouTube on uh, Put Woodley In. What a good title for this episode, to be honest. What if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? Not the Star-Lord we know, a, a Lord of the Stars. I really think that fit um, his character. I think that in general, that was just perfect to be this tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I really thought they did his character justice in this episode. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, he, the way that T'Challa just fit so perfectly and seamlessly into being a becoming a Star Lord, it just it it didn't feel wrong, you know. And mm-hmm. like with the first episode with Captain Carter, I honestly didn't love that episode as much because, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't as different of a story. It was very much like Steve's story, but with this one, it was completely different and w- really really unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I think what was special about this one is they took the concept of what if and ran with it. Like you said, the last one felt a little bit more safe. With Captain Carter, it did really feel like this is Peggy as Captain America. Very similar story um, with some minute differences, but a lot of it felt safe and predictable in that way Mm because we expect those things. Whereas in this episode, you have stuff like Thanos is a Ravager and... And the Black Order, which surprised me. I did not expect that at all. And the Collector as the main villain. I really thought that was a brilliant choice. Yeah, I agree. I, okay, like when it first started and um, T'Challa like came down and like was sitting and having drinks and stuff. And then Thanos came on screen. It was just, it was insane. Like it's just a different feel. And I was like, okay, we have this, this guy that we've seen for years and now he's just friends with T'Challa and all this stuff. And like, yeah. I, I, and then having the collector, this weak guy that we know from our universe being the bad guy and the way that he took over all of Thanos' goons and he's actually the collector. It was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And we got to give props to them actually getting the real actors for the most part mm-hmm. for almost every single character in this episode. Like I was surprised reading the cast list. Um, just hearing Josh Brolin Thanos it's like yeah that's Thanos like yeah you can't really have any other guy and same with Benicio Del Toro he came back to do the collector I was like what like <laughs> yeah it makes it 10 times more fun that way um, I don't know it's just to me that was very special and we will talk about all that craziness and more after this ad break We got to talk about the fact that even the little things in this episode were were highly detailed. I mean, the ship was called the Mandela. I really like that. The Milano was renamed the Mandela. I had to pause it. I went and rewatched it a second time. I was like, okay, that is so cool. Like, yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that too. And I was like, wait, was it called that before? And I was like, what? But no, it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, that's cool. The little things. And then obviously you have the whole what how did he get here and you expect it to be the twist being oh t'challa went outside of the walls of you know the hologram of wakanda and that's why he got picked up but nope it's because yondu made a dumb decision and hired freaking craglin and taser face to do the job for him that that's funny 
I love how they were like, they have two see holes, two hear holes, and one eat hole. This is a human, okay? <laughs> this is it. It's like, no. No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, they they're, they they thought they were on the right track, but uh, not not quite, not quite. Although I like that to, we see, you know, T'Challa's intelligence in that moment because he straight up says, oh, no, it's probably because you scanned a bunch of vibranium because that's a really, you know, rare element. And I was like, oh, wow. That's actually a good point. That actually explains that away. And of course, it's coming from him, which I mean, in general, that's something like, like I said, when they did this character justice, I really do think they did in terms of like every one of his abilities, because we get to see his intelligence a lot in this episode, like, like his schemes and planning, which is like the complete opposite of Star-Lord who kind of just improvises, like, you know what I mean? And right. we even get to see a bit of Chris Pratt right at the end well not him necessarily but the original Peter Quill like hmm what would he be up to if he wasn't some half immortal being out in space doing whatever with his uh, group of misfits so I found that pretty interesting yeah I I like that's what I really liked about this episode um they made the two Star Lords completely different so we have Peter Quill where he just goes with the flow, doesn't really take anything seriously, just like nobody actually respects him or actually nobody knows who Star-Lord is. But then we have T'Challa where he always has a plan for something and everyone loves Star-Lord because he saves planets and stuff like that. He doesn't just uh, do a job for money. He actually like cares, which I just love those differences. It just, it really did do uh, Chadwick Boseman justice because that's who Chadwick was. Like he cared about people and he put his all into the movies that he acted in and it just yeah it was great yeah and I gotta give Tim for this performance he did an amazing job like this definitely feels like a more I don't want to say not as serious T'Challa because he still has that like edge like that regal thing that he had going on which I think was perfect for Black Panther but he has that like I don't know the right word to use I guess like charisma like a ton of charisma Mm -hmm. as as this version of Star-Lord, which is what is so infectious about him, because we hear, um, I forgot his name, uh, the, the the funny one who was like his fanboy. Um, oh, I don't know. He, whatever, but we hear Jimon Hanso, I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing the actor's name. His character hasn't been back since the first Guardians, I don't think, and it was just great to see him in a completely different light, you know, acting all wacky and being like a huge fan of Star-Lord. But we see through him that this is like a version of the character that everyone respects in the galaxy. Well, at least people that, you know, don't have anyone else to look up to, even though he's supposed to be an outlaw. I found that really, really cool because it's like, yeah, this is completely different from the other Star-Lord who's basically a a joke, literally like punchline. Right. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about seeing Nebula? She looked completely different. Um, she had blonde hair and she and her, her father, Thanos, which still just is shocking. We're working together and stuff like that. So how'd you feel about seeing her? I, I honestly, I love that. I was so glad that like, it was Karen Gillan, but she's doing like a more like, you know, smooth voice. And this time mm-hmm. she isn't as like angsty as, you know, OG Nebula. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of funny stuff with her in this episode. Like the, the joke about her and um, 
Thanos getting like family therapy when went to Charles. Like, I'm trying to get you guys a session. I thought that was great because I mean, we know that they have the most troubled uh relationship between Thanos, Gamora, and Nebula. So seeing them two work together, which also in a way kind of sets up a future episode of What If, if I'm not mistaken, with Miss Gamora. So very interested to see what happens with that. But another fun thing with uh nebula and thanos in this episode was how much they joke about thanos's grand master plan and how like t'challa talked him down oh and then there's also the fact that she calls t'challa cha-cha i thought that was a really fun detail yeah i really liked how it was just so funny because we have been talking about thanos since 2012 when he was first introduced and then he's just like, yeah, I got talked down by T'Challa. And I mean, I had, it was justified, right? Like uh, genocide, but like it was at random. So it's fine. Like, dude, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like the fact that he, at the end of the episode, when he's in Wakanda and he's talking to them, they're like, hmm, that sounds like genocide. And I mean, we got to, we got to just say, literally the last time Thanos was in Wakanda, he was killing all the Avengers. Like, <laughs> that's right so it's like i found it really hilarious that in this episode we go from having like all these characters that have never been to wakanda just kind of like walk in like it's nothing when one of them was trying to barge his way in like destroy everything and now he's yeah. just like yeah i'm just here i, I love that kind of stuff like See, that is what i wanted from what mm -hmm. it the first that first episode didn't do it for me they did like little changes where mm -hmm. i was like wait was this in the first movie i don't know but this one was like, we did a complete 180 and I loved that. Yeah. So now I'm I'm wondering, because um, you you mentioned Gamora, do you think that, um, do you think that this is the same universe? Even though this is like a different universe from ours, do you think that this is one, a different, I mean, do you think it's the same universe? Because do you think we're going to see the same Nebula and Thanos in Gamora's episode? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, if all these what if episodes um end up are like connected, cl yeah, clashing in some way. Um, I do know a few things that I've read kind of indicate that that's where it may be going, but since we don't really know right now, uh, the only thing we know is each of these episodes so far has ended with some sort of cliffhanger, like Easter eggish cliffhanger that says, "Ooh, what'll happen next?" Which makes me think that maybe those events are connected. Because we see in the first one, Captain Carter being recruited by um, S.H.I.E.L.D. And in this one, we see Peter Quill and his dad, except what would happen if he actually went through with this plan and you didn't have this kid to stop him, right? So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I kind of hope right? so. I hope they cross over um, in a way that feels tangible. Although, as far, as far as I understand, could it be a situation where the multiverse clashes and all the what if episodes come together because of that? That could be the other possibility, which, to be honest, it doesn't seem as cool as what would happen if this crazy, wacky what if universe just kind of existed on its own stream timeline. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be connected to um, like the main MCU, because I know like Loki and WandaVision and stuff like that is connected, but I don't know if what if is, even though we know that the multiverse is a thing now, it's just kind of like, we're, we'll see. It's always like a, we'll see what happens. And I'm just waiting for multiverse of madness. I was going to say that's, answers. that's probably where we're going to get that answer to yeah. be honest, which any cameo from any of these characters would be awesome. Um, 
I the thing that sucks and I hate here's the thing this subject always gets me pretty touchy because when it happened last year I was like a bad time but I would have loved to see Chadwick play this character in live action even if it's just a cameo in that movie that would have been so Mm -hmm. awesome but this yeah. this story was just so great. I'm like, I want to see it in live action or I want to yes, see more of it because yes. I love seeing them. I love seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy be like good guys in a different way. Yeah. You know? Oh, just it's so good. <laughs> this makes me wonder though, since in this episode we only get hints of it. We only saw Drax and Nebula. Those are the only two like other major members. I mean, technically Craglin and Yondu kind of are in the second movie, but yeah, we we don't see you know, grew rocket are at all actually. So right. interesting. And yeah. Mantis and oh, that's Morris. right. Mantis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it was fun to see Drax. It is like a fun cameo where he still talks the same as he did in the first Guardians movie, where he's like very like straight to the point. He keeps calling T'Challa's like pose bad. It's like that's yeah. a bad picture. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's like old school Drax. I like that. So yeah, that that was fun. Oh. There is one character that did reappear. I just completely forgot about him, and he's an important part of the episode. Howard the Duck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, we forgot to mention him. Yeah, he, he had uh, speaking roles. Like Howard the Duck was in this. I was. I really liked seeing him. That was cool. It's fun. Here's the thing that interested me too: is we keep talking about how this felt like a, a full push for the concept of what if, and they're like they're taking full advantage. And I just thought about it. A few years ago, when the first Guardians movie came out, that was considered a huge risk. And everything that happened in that movie was like like big for Marvel fans because of how wacky it was compared to everything that came before. But when you think about that compared to this, I think this is way crazier, like way more unique. Same with the powers, which is why I wanted to get to the Black Order. Their powers in this episode, I thought were a lot more like kind of exposed than in infinity war and the other thing i liked was their designs they have way more color on them which in infinity war it makes sense why they look all like dust covered and like you know dirt and they, they've been fighting a lot and like um i forgot the name of the big dude but his like red sash is all like kind of ripped apart whereas here they're wearing like bright he has bright red um ebony maw is the only one wearing edgelord colors because that's just how he is but yeah, I, I want to know what you thought about that because I liked um, forgot her, uh, Proxima Midnight staff. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked seeing them again. It was just it was really cool because it's it just shows the power of the collector because of how he took everything from Thanos and then it kind of diminished Thanos's power as well. Just seeing them there and being like and able to defeat that d- defeat Thanos so easily. So it was really cool to see them for sure. Yeah. And on the topic of the collector, I mean, his collection, that, that was really cool, the way oh they animated that. Oh, my gosh, yes. Seeing um, Hela's, like, crown and, yeah. and um, Captain America's shield, Thanos, mm-hmm. uh, Thor's hammer, like, what? Is ha- he is the other thing powerful. Was, yeah, the, the, the toolbox, right? Like, the toolbox of Marvel trinkets, because he picks up the dagger from the dark elf from dark world it's like mm-hmm. they're making the the movies that people don't like as much still appreciated in some way kind of like how we're getting abomination again in yeah. shang chi and she hulk it's like i don't know i love that kind of connective tissue it makes it more fun oh also the the cronin hand he's wearing it's like please don't mm-hmm. tell me that's korg because he says he says a chatty cronin i was like 
No. I was like, was that Korg? I just, think, no. I was like, you know what? Let me not think about it. I was like, was it Korg's hand? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that entire oh. scene I thought was so cool where the boxes, like his cases are moving around as they're fighting. And once again, we get to see their inventiveness. And the other thing, like shout out to Iris and Elizabeth last episode, they kind of um, asked about this was they wanted to see Yondu's relationship to T'Challa and I thought they nailed it. Like, yeah, I, I really like that Yondu is Peter's father figure in the original Guardians movies. And in this um, series, he's still a father figure, but in a different way. And we get to see him grow alongside T'Challa. Like T'Challa is the one teaching him life lessons in a way when they're like, oh yeah, well, I used to be, we used to, you know, sell this stuff for cash and that was more fun. But now we do this to, you know, actually help people. Help and people, it's more yeah. important. I really love that. It just like Robin Hood of the Stars. They even reference right. it because it's kind of yeah. obvious. That's what they're referring to. But I, I really like that. It just, it's felt like, heroic i don't know you said it yourself earlier right. it's like it feels yeah like a it's heroic in a different way it's a it's heroic in a different way because seeing nebula actually wanting to save a planet mm -hmm. and give it like life because like nebula in our universe is heroic because she hates her father like that's the yeah. only reason why she was able to help like she was willing to help us it was mm -hmm. because she hated her father so much but in this one it felt genuine she was like okay like this is my job now like i like i like doing this blah blah, blah. yeah Really and like it. it makes me wonder what her debt to the collector was like why she had a debt at all which because of her eye oh was it was it what, oh, yeah. what did she get oh. she had oh that's right yeah never mind he gave her parts mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. never mind yeah I, <laughs> see i understood that barely i was like wait what but okay that yeah. makes more sense but i her thought that was cool her, her dad at the in our universe would yeah. give her parts and stuff like that but that was the only like fake thing was her eye oh so. yeah okay that, that's good then yeah I, i'm glad that she gets to live normal and she right. and it's funny that she's blonde under all the mechanical right. parts and i mean shout out to karen gillen going bald a few years ago for the role but mm -hmm. it's like oh she's blonde okay cool i, <laughs> okay, I did not know cool. that i did not expect that that's cool and yeah i don't know i, I thought it was cool that she you know like triple crosses uh the collector or whatever they mention when mm -hmm. mr fanboy's like oh my god you guys really do think of everything yeah yeah <laughs> just overall i give this this episode honestly i couldn't find any flaws mm -hmm. i give it a 10 out of 10 like i barely i barely give out 10 out of 10 so yeah i i've already watched it twice i'll watch it a third time fourth fifth like <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really, it makes me really excited for um, episode three. Yeah. Because I think that episode's going to be Iron Man and Killmonger, which is like, what could happen? Like, you know, where does it go? That's another great one because Killmonger's entire goal is, you know, like to help, you know, kind of smaller communities, oppressed communities and stuff, because he felt that. And that was his whole like thing with Wakanda. He's, we're going to send our technology. We're going to arm people. But with Iron Man, with Tony Stark, the, like the richest weapons dealer in the world, like, do you think that's still his like motivation? Be interesting. Oh, yeah, it could be because like he didn't really get to go through with his plan. So mm -hmm. and we're and the thing is, we're we're getting the Tony where it's the selfish Tony, not the, the that's right. The Tony that helps people. So he'll probably be like, yeah, sure. Let me help you, uh, you know, with these oppressed 
you know, like, you know, yeah. war, like, yeah, let's sure, let's do it. Oh my gosh, now I'm like really excited. <laughs> I mean, another another character shout out I want to give for this episode was John Connie coming back as uh, T'Chaka. I thought it was so nice really? to see him. Yeah, I was surprised it was the same actor. I was like, this sounds like him, but I want to make sure it is him. And it was. And oh. yeah, no, I, I thought he was great to hear him again. Um, there's something about that character, especially the older one. Um, it's just very it gives a very like kind of warm vibe, very welcoming, especially mm-hmm. his last scene with T'Challa in Civil War. Uh, I thought, even though it's only one fleeting scene, I thought it was perfect to kind of set up Black Panther's revenge mission for the rest of the movie, because you really do believe that this is a father who actually like kind of cares about his son. And I mean, the whole thing in this episode, there was one part where I was like, no way, like at the beginning when T'Challa is is first abducted and he's like completely like not phased about it at all. I was like, doesn't he miss his family just a little bit? And then, of course, we find out that Yondu lied to him and everything. But he still gets to see them by the end. But I was like, dang, like, dude just gets abducted and is like, I don't know, whatever. He's ready to go. He's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's just, I mean, we've, we've already pretty much covered, like, all the crazy stuff in this episode. I just really hope the rest of the What If episodes continue with this kind of energy because this really was like the perfect what if like this is exactly what I wanted from what if a different mm -hmm. just a different story something new and so yeah I I hope the I hope the Captain Carter was just a fluke and then from from here on Mm -hmm. we go with something really good yeah um I did like the I like the um the tribute to Chadwick at the end yes that was really nice yes Um, that that was a good way to end it because um it was his last this was his Mm -hmm. last um role you know so yeah it's and it's and it came out it came out 10 days before his uh his passing which is on the 28th of this month yeah Yeah. no that's yeah it does kind of bear like heavy weight um for me at least um yeah one thing i do want to mention uh that was very important in this episode to me was the music um they played the guardians of the galaxy theme whenever yondu was helping black panther or black panther helping t'challa but also the Black Panther music was constant in this episode whenever they were near Wakanda during the flashback with uh, T'Chaka. There was the typical talking drums. We get the um, Wakandan melody whenever he sees the Wakandan ship. We hear the Wakandan melody. And then when he's about to like super kick the collector, we hear Mm -hmm. um, the music that's associated with uh, the Dora Milaje and Okoye. So that was really cool, like the good combat theme. So I was surprised that the composer even did all of that, like because they weren't just reusing tracks from the movie. They they could have easily just, you know, done that. But no, it was definitely new recorded talking drum music. I really appreciate that. I love the score for Black Panther. And the Guardians theme is one of the only themes in the MCU that has been consistently reused. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was glad to hear both of them in the same thing, which kind of that's kind of like symbolic of the episode as a whole it's a mix of two kind of offshoot random ideas like wakanda guardians of the galaxy space but stuff. The yeah yeah so. no i definitely love the music as well um i i definitely noticed it and i was like wow just hearing like guardians of the galaxy with uh black mm-hmm. panther put together it was it was really cool yeah so yeah. i hope it'd be really cool to hear with other episodes like, i know right if we do a combination of music how that would feel you know yeah. yeah, I I hope that they they continue that trend up because I think on the last episode 
it wasn't as noticeable, but I'm pretty sure they tried to reference uh, Alan Silvestri's Captain America theme he wrote for the first movie, but mm-hmm. it wasn't one-to-one, which I mean, it makes sense because it's a different character. But stylistically, I, I don't think it was nearly as cool as this because yeah. the, like these styles of music vary so heavily that when when they play, it's so noticeable. I was like, yeah, no, I I like the music in this one more and uh, the animation even a little bit too at times. I thought the I'm pretty sure they used 2D animation for the backgrounds, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I thought they were really impressive in this episode. There were some yeah. like gorgeous backdrops of uh, Wakanda and the space station where they're or a nowhere the collector i thought that was really cool yeah this is good i i there <laughs> there is uh seven more episodes mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> and if you guys want to know more about all that you should head on over to boardwalktimes.net or follow us on twitter instagram facebook at boardwalk times and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review Thank you and tune in next week. And you can find me at Put With Me In on YouTube, at In With Me on Twitter. And the video version of this uh, podcast will be on my channel.